VoiceAmerica.com. Good morning, Las Vegas. We are broadcasting live from the Advanced Advertising Pavilion here at the LVCC for NAB Show 2017. And we're continuing great discussions with thought leaders who are speaking on a number of panels, doing keynotes, and are involved with bringing all the great content in media, technology, and entertainment, which is what NAB is all about this year, the Met effect, we're calling it. So I have the fabulous Irina here, Kruten. Cronin. <laughs> <laughs> we had like uh, some French Italian folks, and I was like, you know, botching their names on purpose. Anyway, from Sprout Reality, and tell us some um, VR. Tell us about what you're doing here at the NAB show. Okay, well, uh, I actually organized uh, with Brian Seth Hurst, who was number, who spoke yesterday. Yes, a number of panels in, for the VR Pavilion. And uh, so it's ranged uh, from a number of different kinds of topics for branding, marketing, um, live VR, music. So just like a full round of things having to do with virtual reality, which is really hot right now and actually is turning out to be a business. Um, <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> um, and then uh, my uh, one of the other things that I do is I'm the editorial director at VR Society, which is how we know each other because I'm on your board. Yes. Um, and is is Sprout serving that similar function as a consultant in the space right now? Are you consulting on projects? Are you guiding people? Are you matchmaking? Like, what's your role in the ecosystem? Because there's so many pieces of this puzzle right now. Absolutely. So, uh, it's do, I do uh, financial work with people, um, strategic kinds of things, where the companies are going, uh, what kinds of businesses they should go in. Uh, because VR is just not one business. Yeah. It's all kinds of, like you said, different types yeah. of things that they could do. Um, and also marketing, because marketing is a huge tool to get companies to go ahead. Um, so I have five clients right now that are eating up my time, basically up until like 3.30 in the morning every day. <laughs> and and doing, doing that kind of financial guidance and that kind of strategic guidance. Yes. Um, because I, I know you from the board that you're the most connected person, like you know everybody. <laughs> and I think the, the space has been small enough that you're able to know everybody, but now yes. it's getting bigger. Um, but also more uh, specific. Yes. So are you finding that you're only paying attention now to certain people in certain verticals, or are you still having to understand everything? Well, um, right now the businesses are becoming more uh, ranging in terms of being specific. Like what what their skills are, what their role in the ecosystem is, right? The issue is that everything is moving so fast that these companies don't even realize Mm -hmm. that they have to start um, picking which areas they should do. Great point. Okay, great. So can you give an example of some of the categories that people need to deep dive into? Um, everybody talks about VR content mm-hmm. as if it's like one big thing. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, there's VR content for entertainment. Um, you could do live broadcasting with sports and music. Um, you could do social impact stuff with the content. You could do um, 360 VR for film branding and advertising. So, so as a VR content company, you have to own where in that spectrum you're going to land, right. And a lot of companies right now 
uh, because they're small and they basically are around just for about a year or so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they haven't yet picked their areas as to where they're going to go with the content. But that needs to change very quickly. And are, is that some of the strategic guidance you're giving? Are you kind of saying, okay, this is who you are yes. as a company in this space? Yes. This is the hole you're filling because, by the way, we need you. You do this well. Or you're the only ones that do it because it was just invented. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Um, otherwise, uh, the competition's going to come in and they're going to know what they're doing and, you know, won't be good for that company. That's right. Now, are there any regions um, geographically right now that are the hottest in VR? Because yesterday morning was our VR morning and we spoke to a Kodak company and we spoke to a strategic consultant like Brian and we spoke to a content creator so and they all were US based yeah. the Kodak folks were global and they were kind of saying this there's certain hotbeds like China India um, they said the UK yep. and obviously the US so are there are you noticing that as well do you have to think about this globally absolutely um, the world has become really flat you know over the last couple of years especially with VR it's very clear that business opportunities everywhere and it doesn't matter where you're located. Uh, if you have the people that actually do good stuff, if uh, you know where your company is going, it, doesn't, it, it does not matter where you're located. So in terms of actual regions, uh, it's not only country-specific, but actual cities really make a big difference. So obviously, Silicon Valley and San Francisco, that's going to be the tech area where uh, the VR tech is. And that is actually really true. Um, in terms of other areas for tech, it's Austin. Texas and also New York City and a couple in Chicago. Austin and Texas are in Texas. Austin, Texas. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, Austin and Texas? Austin, Texas. I haven't had my coffee yet. Are, uh, Austin's becoming a hotbed for, for VR tech? Yes. Um, there are a number of companies there that have uh, kind of like apps that they're working on. Okay. Um, but they're also content companies. Okay. So it's, it's becoming like a mini um, Silicon Valley. Is that, is that one of the reasons why LA and Silicon Beach has become so hot for content tech not just VR is because it's easier to live there than Silicon Valley San Francisco is the most expensive city in the world I guess maybe close to Tokyo or something like that near second or something pretty much so a lot of companies have started to move to LA yeah because it's more affordable and they can still do all the great things and they're in the val near the valley right so um, is VR tech going to end up in LA as well because that's the closest thing to Hollywood and where all the film studios are I've seen a couple of really great tech companies uh, one of them is Virtualytics that does uh, uh, VR database, mm-hmm. um, and they recently got seven million dollars in funding. Wow! So it is very possible to be able to get funding in LA and Southern Cal uh, to do this type of stuff. You just have to be really very specific, like I said, in what you're doing, um, and there can't be too much competition or uh, noted growing competition in the area. And in Silicon Valley, there can be all kinds of competition you still get funded. Right, right, right. Um, it, it's a little, it is a little bit difficult, I have to say, outside of Silicon Valley actually getting funded. And is that because just the, 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 they don't treat you seriously? Or what, what is it? It has to do actually with local proximity, okay. believe it or not. Just being in the face of the VCs? They do, they do a check. They come and check and see what you're doing. And if you're farther away, it's harder to get to you. So Oh, so it's really that simple. Super, yeah. yeah. So you literally have to like show your face. Absolutely. So mom and dad who have been writing the checks want to come and make sure you're actually showing up to school. And Hey, it works. You know? <laughs> <laughs> is there a category in the tech or in the content that you think is 
underdeveloped right now that's going to explode soon, like an area that you think is really interesting? Okay, well, I did mention virtualytics for a reason. I think that uh, VR database um, that works also with financial, um, it could be any kind of data that's being um, collected, you know, it could be from Walmart or whatever. So you're, you're talking about like uh, Fortune 500 companies mm -hmm. that could actually use data visualization 3D virtual reality data viz and in the future augmented to be able to solve their problems really quickly mm -hmm. versus having like so many different charts and you know six PCs up trying to figure out what's going on. And is part of the data that everyone's trying to understand right now what people are doing in the experience? Like, what is the data that's being thrown off that everyone's trying to understand? It's usually a, a very specific uh, problem that they're trying to figure out a, a yes-no situation. So should we go forward with a project, given all of these pieces, like hundreds of pieces of data, or even um, different types of um, uh, uh, data that they have to look at to figure out, categorize. And if you have to categorize hundreds of pieces of data, um, from Excel spreadsheets and then come to a decision, it takes a really long time. And that's the data in the technology of making the VR work. Right, so if you have a 3D visualization, yeah. all, you can have just like one piece of like a ball that's like 3D. In that ball is 100 pieces of different categorized data. And you can make your decision off of that one little point wow. versus looking at hundreds of different right. things. Because in the end, it's all software and tech yeah. that's making the VR work. So you're saying that's the data that everyone needs to understand is, is this sewn together right? Is this doing what it's supposed to be doing? Not the consumer-facing results. Right. Okay. This, is, this is mostly for B2B. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, but of course, it has so much to do with consumers. Yeah. Because to me, as a marketer and a trendmeister and, and, you know, just a very tired person right now, <laughs> what I'm really interested in understanding is how are people using VR? You know, how are they um, actually um, consuming it? Yeah. And when do they drop off? When do they drop on? You know, wh what area of the experience are they spending the most time on? Okay. You know, that kind of thing. There's another area which I think is going to be absolutely amazing and is starting to be now. It's VR location-based. So we have the oh, Void, cool. right? Um, they're going to be opening up several different locations over the next the year in the, the Void? US. The tell, Void. Tell us what that is. Okay. Well, um, at Madame Tussauds in New York in Times Square, they have the Ghostbusters experience. So okay. many people have already experienced that. Yeah. Um, and basically, it's a riff off of the, the movie that had come out last year. Uh, it's been incredibly successful. So it's a, you go to a physical place and you experience a VR experience. And it's social. And, okay. So that six people can actually experience what you're, what you're seeing. Oh, cool. You can see what they're doing. And, um, you know, it's, it's so, you're so play, much So you're fun. playing together inside of a VR experience yes. with, with five other people. Yes. And they also have physical aspects. So if there's a chair... In the scene, there's actually something that's like a chair that you could sit on there. Okay. It doesn't look so sumptuous like it does, um, you in know, the, in, in the, the video. VR, right. But, and you could touch things. So there are markers, there physical are. markers to help the experience. And also heat. Um, and a haptic. Coolness. Haptic stuff. Yeah. Are you wearing a pack? You are. Okay. But it's, it's a pack that they've made and they okay. have specialized batteries. So. Oh, that's so cool. And it's, and it's produced by a company called The Void? Yes. They actually have some um, uh, partners that have worked with them on it, but it's basically their, their tech Technology. that they're using. They just recently opened up also in Linden, Utah, 
which why, is why why Utah? Um, well, because uh, Mormon, Mormons have big families. I don't know <laughs> uh, why would they <laughs> space um, <laughs> lots of space. <laughs> the CEO, the um, the CEO that has just now become the chairman and a number of people live in Utah, mm-hmm. and they they live right near there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say that it doesn't matter that it's in Utah. You know how many people have actually flown in to, to actually see do this experience? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's just one. So right. that's their center, and then they're opening several others. Okay. But this space is also going to become extremely um, competitive. Uh, yeah, I, I, but I do love that going to a physical place to have a group experience, because Brian and I were talking about this yesterday, that that will reinvigorate malls yes. and retail environments. There's one yeah. in L.A. called oh, Dreamscape. Dreamscape. That is going to be opening. Yeah. Oh, wow. And is that by The Void, too? No. Um, this is by a, a number of people that are actually former Hollywood people. Okay. okay. And it's going to be in the Century City Mall. Neat. Okay. Yeah. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. I don't have an exact timing when that's going to open, but it is definitely location-based social experience. And you also have IMAX VR. And I went to that one. Yeah. And that was cool. Yeah. So currently, it's just basically more like arcade style where you sit down individually and it's not social, but I have a feeling that soon that's going to become a social thing. I love that stuff so much. I think that's that to me makes sense, you know, and, and also watching the guy clean the headset before he hands it to me. Because <laughs> that's that, a good thing. I, and also if you're on a date and you're a woman and you've got makeup on your face, there's still that piece, you know, that piece that, that makes me crazy. Well, I have to say, I think in the future, um, the actual headsets coming over your eyes and that bulkiness is going to disappear. Mm-hmm. I know there are a number of people working on glasses style. And I've seen some prototypes actually in China because uh-huh. they seem to be the goggles, you know, making a lot of goggle progress or a lot of goggle companies there. Um, yes. The, the, in China, IP isn't as important. They actually do share among each other oh, okay. and they don't care. The best one wins. Mm-hmm. So everyone understands that. So um, in terms of the speed in which the tech is made, it could be made much faster there. Okay. Okay. So that's why hardware is moving a little faster. There. Yes. I, I, in the Shenzhen me. area and several other locations. Oh, right, right, right. By like the five-year-olds or is it <laughs> grown-ups doing it? You got by people. Ivan- by Ivanka Trump's uh, no. retail people? No. But you have people that are, are barely out of college that are developing things. That's so cool. Yeah. So what, what should we be looking out from you, from Spout? Um, what's coming out, down, out, the, out of the park next? Okay, well, I really think that AR is going to be hitting it within yeah. the next year. I know it's three years until it's more mature, but in terms of um, helping people figure out what's happening in that space, Got it. it's going to be happening this year because of all the planning that needs to be done to put the businesses into order for that. So that's my next big wheel that's happening. Yeah. But obviously with VR, there's still a lot more happening um, with studios trying to figure out how they should use it beyond uh, doing the trailer thing with you know marketing and advertising. And I, I think that's going to be moving forward. It's going beyond that stage right now. So there's a lot more. That's great. And where can we learn more about what you're doing? Is spoutreality.com? I have to say, I have been... <laughs> this is wild. This business moves so fast and is so busy yeah. that since April of last year, when I started my company, I have not had a chance or need to actually finish my website right, to get right, the work so that busy. I'm doing. <laughs> Um, it's by word of mouth. Yeah. And actually, that's been where all my work is coming from. That's so great. I do plan to do that soon. <laughs> 
But I also have the Facebook group that I run. Which is VR. Uh, It's virtual reality. It's Mm -hmm. a closed group. So Mm -hmm. people know me from there. So it's been absolutely amazing business without Mm -hmm. actually having to advertise. That's, That's great. So if they wanted to find you, they can email you at? Okay, so it's Irena, <laughs> I-R-E-N-A, dot Cronin, C-R-O-N-I-N, at spoutvr.com, S-P-O-U-T-V-R dot C-O-M. And then if they want to try and get on your Facebook page, do they just send a request? Absolutely. Okay. Since it's closed, they, um, they just need to put the request in and I'll let them in. Okay, that's great. Because uh, I think um, I, I go to your site regularly, and there's always the latest article, the latest, most important stat on VR. So if you want to stay in the know on the space, Irina is the gal to stay close to, right? Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right, we'll be back more with some great thought leaders here at the Advanced Advertising Pavilion, broadcasting live on voiceamerica.com at NAB Show 2017. Spout VR, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Spout it out with Irina. Cronin. <laughs> <laughs> 